Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast, brought to you by the fine folks over at HypeBot.com. As always, thank you, Bruce, and his whole team for everything you do to support us. It's Absolutely. Been amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, before we get rolling, just happy holidays to everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, Jay, we didn't talk about this. I don't know if we're taking off over the next couple of weeks or not. We gotta yeah, we'll find we'll out. Fi- I'm we'll, around. We'll, figure it, we'll out. figure it out. We usually just wing it. We're, thankfully, we're not recording on any specific holidays, so as long as we're around, we'll we'll try and record something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've got a special guest joining we us. We do have a special guest. We have Sean Wilson, founder and CEO of Mizuka. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very interesting uh, company that you have, Sean. T- tell those who've never heard of Mizuka, what the heck you guys do. And and how did you come up with that name? Uh, yeah. the, the the story of the name is pretty quirky. Uh, give me a minute on that. Okay. Um, so my, my back my my background is all in tech. I've been building tech companies for about eighteen years, um, and we sort of stumbled into the music space as a bit of a sort of a longer story. But at the end of the day, um, through meeting a lot of great people in industry and being inherently good at asking dumb questions, we eventually figured something out that a lot of people seem to need. In fact, two things. So. Um, we're an asset management utility, meaning today artists and their teams can basically come to Mazuka. They can say, we want all these people in the industry using this specific image. This is what our biography is, social links, video. We push that out to ticketing companies, groups like, you know, iHeartMediaBase, uh, Billboard. Uh, we're starting to, we'll have a lot more announcements coming soon. We're working with the Patreon ticketing network. So it's basically one spot where you can just organize those assets. You don't have to chase things down. Um, even agents and promoters can just go to one place, download the official yeah. image. They don't have to do, you know, 15 emails back and forth. Well, that's a huge problem, right, Sean? I mean, when you go, let's say it's a festival or let's say whatever it is, and you need to get an artist image, a bio, a press release, uh, a video or whatever. Holy cow. First of all, that's a massive undertaking because there's so much outdated info out there. The, it sounds like what you're talking about is now you've got one central place mm-hmm. where instead of going off and trying to find all these things, it's always up to date. It's always there. Mm-hmm. And then talk about some of the – you just touched on some of them, but once somebody puts their images, bio, all those great assets there and they're updated, mm-hmm. you push those out to a lot of cool places. What are some of those places that you push those out to? Well, we're working with a lot of the major ticketing companies. There's a few that I can't announce just yet that we've got announcements coming up in January. Um, but yeah, we work with Billboard. We work with uh, iHeart. Um, we're working with the Patreon uh, network. We work with a ton of festivals. Um, we're also integrated with the back-end software companies that power data into those networks like Green Copper and Olympa, which is really cool. And then a ton of big announcements coming up in you know with digital service providers even companies, you can sort of assume who this is, who power data into televisions, you know, and, yeah. and, and cars and stuff like that. Yeah. So our, our goal by the end of 2019 is to really be that ubiquitous platform where this is where you go to get those assets. It's not complicated. It's literally one image. What video do you want to use? Social links, bio. And that's the content that we push out. Well, you so, just touched on something. And I, I'm sorry, Michael. Just really quickly, you just touched on car. And that's kind of a pet peeve with me. When I get in my car and the music comes on, and it's like an old, old image of that artist or not even that artist or it's maybe a genre kind of image mm-hmm. covering that. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrendous experience. You're saying that 
this is a partner that you could possibly have soon that could maybe make that a better experience. Yeah, hundred percent. In fact, I'll give uh, uh, some some chops to our good friends over at Red Light Management in Nashville. They actually used a really great example. One of their artists, a fellow Canadian who I happen to be, um, <laughs> Lin- Lin- Lindsay L, who's uh, been really blowing up on the charts. When you listen to Lindsay L uh, currently on on radio in any one of those vehicles that happens to have that data, there happens to be a picture of Lindsay Lohan, and I don't think she's too happy about it. That's I know different. That's that's not the same. <laughs> Okay. Apparently. So, so is your date in, 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 in that case, your data is overriding whatever metadata might be associated to the music file. Is that what well, you're doing? Yeah. So, I mean, we're not overriding it per se. It's like those organizations that are grabbing that content are then attaching the metadata information connected to that specific song and then just going, this is the official image now that needs to be used. So all the other complexities you know, of the of the data associated with that file, that's not the game that we play in. We don't really play with albums or singles. What we do is we connect all of this content to the artist and their management. We disambiguate everybody. Actually, one of the ways that we've done it is actually using Facebook. And we don't use it in the sort of traditional way that people do. We've purely done it that if you're a manager or if you're an administrator or editor of an official Facebook page, you can come in and build that page inside of Mazooka. So facebook.com slash Adele, that's her official page. Let's say all three of us are part of her management team. We can now come into Mazooka and actually control the content inside of mazooka.com slash Adele. I so see. we send that data off to a company like a Ticketmaster, you know, the, the show clicks guys, or you know, a billboard. We basically just connect that with their official Adele and, and, page. And, and, and when you say build, you're talking about building the elements on the page, meaning the profile image, the header image, that type of stuff, the, the about copy. Not right. the not the daily posts, no. not the engaging with your fans. You don't. No, you're, no. you're not a social media no. hook into all of this. No, it's it. It really purely is. Um, you know, when people are wanting to, let's say, you know, build the lineup inside of their website for a festival, and they want to link out to an artist's social media, that's all we're doing. We're just saying, hey, Facebook.com/slash/Adele. That's her official page. Instagram.com/slash/Adele. So they're just linking to the right spots. We're not trying to be in any way, shape, or form a competitor to something like Hootsuite, where you know management right. would go in and program. We're not doing; it's purely just the links. So, uh, in, gotcha. in, in in the simplest terms, um, are you guys like a a feature rich press kit? In a sense, yeah, absolutely. And, and and so, from that standpoint, the artist can take this and send it out to people and say, "Hey, you need assets." Go here and grab whatever you need. If there's a press release, Mm -hmm. there can be a link to this page that says you can go gather everything here. Instead of instead of attaching six photos and and all this other stuff to a Word file, you can just say go here and gather it. But more importantly, and this is what I've run into with a lot of artists, and Mm -hmm. and iHeartMedia is is a great example where a story comes out on a band and all of a sudden every iHeart rock station has that story on their website. And you're like, I've had managers go, where did they get that photo from? That's that's <laughs> the old band from three yeah. years ago. Right. That member's not already, even in the band Two guys anymore. have quit. You know, we've got different haircuts, whatever it is. Totally. How, and, the, and, the, and, and, you know, they're always, to me, it's like, call the radio station and change that. And I'm just like, <laughs> you know, eyes rolling going, yeah, you don't really quite understand how this all works yeah. because it's it's one feed from iHeart Corporate that goes out to every That's website right. and to find the one person who oversees it 
is a challenge. And then to yeah. convince them to take time out of their day to update your band's photo, they're going to be like, yeah. it's a bit of a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. Really what we do is we basically built um, an API where all of these industry partners can come in. They can figure out, let's say, for example, um, you know, iHeart, you know, their database, I think, is north of a million. So they can come into our database. They can go, these are the a million artists that we're actually looking for. What we do, not to get too geeky you know, for everyone listening, but there's a thing called a webhook. And as weird as it sounds, all it means is they come in, they now ingest one time that data inside of their system. So this is all the new official data. One of us could be management on one of those artists. Anytime we go in and change something inside of Mazooka, we push that out to one uh, of those it organizations. Repopulates awesome. and updates. Yeah. So you don't have to they, they don't have to come in and like suck the whole thing every twenty four hours. We just let them know. Because the reality is like Mazooka.com itself will probably never be that high traffic of a website because if we're managing even a big artist, he or she or the band's only gonna change their haircuts and band members realistically once a quarter maybe once a month maximum. So that's how we ensure that all that content goes out. So today, in almost all cases, when you come in and you change an image or you change one of those links or your bio, it get, gets pushed out to everybody and updated inside of their systems in 24 hours. So the cool thing is, is artists and management, they never really have to go and say, this is where my thing is because we're just integrating all of this data inside of all it's these. It's a one-stop shop, so to speak. See, the, the reason I think that's really appealing to me is because there's so many different sources right now for data, as you know better than anyone. Yep. For example, you know, I have managers or artists calling me and saying, well, this is the wrong image on Amazon. Well, Amazon pulls their data from AEC, Alliance, in Florida. Mm -hmm. Or yep. they'll say, you know, this is the wrong thing on Apple, where they may have gotten it from, you know, Rovi slash TiVo, whatever. You yep. know, so there's all these different sources, but I think what you're talking about makes it more compelling is if it's not just pushed out once it's when you update it, it's mm -hmm. populated and then you've got a one-stop shop. So as long as you keep Mazooka updated, that's right. everything else that's aggregated will continue to be updated. Is that correct? A hundred percent. Absolutely. And, and, and what, what's really nice is you, the artist or your team actually has the ability to make the changes. Mm -hmm. If you think back, Jay, few months ago I was talking to you about one of my clients who needed to get his bio updated on some platform and it was like oh well you know that's updated through Rovi and I'm like okay and you connect me with the with a guy over there and he's like yeah we 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 do that but no we don't have any way to change your bio right you you can't go in and what we pull down is what it's going to be even if it needs to be updated I'm just like so what's the point of all this is it their editorial team that does that? So you can't, it's not like you can, it's like Wikipedia. You can't just go in there and change it willy nilly. It, it has to be done through a process. Is that how that works? Well, with a lot of those guys, yeah, it's not crowdsourced per se like Wikipedia, but it's sort of entered and ingested one time. And then it just kind of sits there and everything's done manually. There's no platform where a manager can just come in and make those adjustments and changes. Yeah. So again, we've just, we, we didn't realize this was a pain point. It was actually somebody at, at C3 out of Austin that was like, hey, this previous version of Mazooka that you've built is actually really cool. What we really like, though, is the artist page. Could we take that data and use it to build the lineup inside of our website? And that was kind of the aha moment. It was like, well, if that's a pain point for that festival, I wonder if it's a pain, pain point for ticketing for all these connected vehicles, digital service providers. And so that's where we've been able to sort of yeah. and, and, and I And I can tell you it's a huge pain point 
period, there hasn't been a client I've worked with that at some point management or artist is like, God, we got a, how did Ticketmaster get that photo? Where did that photo come from on this radio? Every day. And, you know, honestly, again, I could be tasked with chasing down every one of these, and and, and we know that's impossible. You're never going to get a Ticketmaster or iHeart or any of these big partners to change anything because, first, you can't find somebody who's in charge of changing it, but there's no admin. There's no admin. So honestly, from from an artist standpoint, when – when Spotify first launched their Spotify for Artists page, it was like, oh, my God, somebody finally got it, giving us access to actually change our own bio and mm-hmm. our own photos. Thank you. Where's the rest of the world? Right. Yeah. And yeah, here, Apple, here, here. you have the microphone you want to fix, and mm-hmm. you'll go on to Bands in Town or Shazam, and you're like, where did that image come from? Mm-hmm. And, you know, even if everybody did that, that would actually then just give you the privilege of spending 20% of your day going to every different, every, every different place. Yes. So that's why we're even starting to work with dig- digital service providers. Can't mention that's, them uh, publicly just yet, but in 2019, it's really all the DSPs, all the ticketing companies integrate, integrating with all of the festivals, which then means, you know, promoters and, you know, um, the marketing teams for these festivals, they don't have to spend I, I, actually, a really close friend of mine runs one of the biggest country festivals in Canada, Boots and Hearts, and she was explaining to me that it took almost 15 days to get approval for one image for oh. one of their headliners that they announced. And yep. you can you can now just go to Mazuka, search that artist inside of the database, and now the marketing team, as opposed to a com- complex API integration where we're pushing all this information around, they can just go in, they're going to see that image, they can download it in whatever aspect ratio they want, and they're kind of off to the races because the only person that put it up there was somebody on their management team. Right, and that was through that Facebook, um, so you know that they're verified, but weren't you telling me one time that that's going to evolve too, that maybe at some point it won't be driven through that Facebook verification? Yeah, we're, we're sort of planning probably by mid-next year. I mean, everyone knows that Facebook's been in the news for a lot of really terrible <laughs> reasons, and you can't believe everything you read in the media, but it, it's, it, it looks, it, it's, it's pretty bad, so... There's that, and then there's a combination of artists that today don't like using Facebook. And make no mistake, we've now scaled to about 1.2 million artists inside of our system, so it hasn't been necessarily a hindrance for getting some pretty significant adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, what we want to do is eventually have Mazuka become sort of like, here's the Mazuka ID. It's really associated with these core assets. We are the ones now that are disambiguating all of this, all of these artists around the world. And so we'll eventually sort of walk away from that administrative uh, structure through Facebook, but yeah. actually adopt one internally that's fairly similar. So if Jay and I are part of you know a management team, and then we bring Michael on board, well, we can actually find you inside of Mazuka, and we're already known as the official authorities, and we can just bring you into that. Add him as a team member. You know, I, I I think didn't, and I could be wrong, but didn't in the last couple of weeks, bands in town announce that they've they've done that because in the past bands in town you always had to be an admin on the facebook page yep. in order to manage the artist page and bands in town and add dates yeah i i think and i yeah. could be I think, wrong i think you're I right think, mm-hmm. i think i saw something pass by of newsfeed real quick that said you now know don't have to be an admin right. on facebook you can be granted access yep. through bands in town's profile page by somebody yeah. else so you could be which, added as a team member exactly. Which, exactly which is great because you know i've also dealt with artists who you know rightfully so 
they're very concerned about who they're giving admin access to on their Facebook page. You don't want to give it to 20 different people because, no. you know, you got the ability to screw something up big time. You've got it. Um, so that, that that's good to hear that you're moving yeah. away from that yeah. dependency. Yeah, 100%. What kind of, what, uh, Sean, what kind of um, assets um, for those who have never used a service – like this, not that there is a lot of services like this, but if, if, if someone was to set up an account, you know, you're a band, you're a manager and you, you have this artist, what kind of assets are you going to put on Mazooka? Um, really only four things. So we do want you to upload a high res, uh, photo. Um, we, our internal system does, you know, not safe for work scrubbing. So I think Nicki Minaj probably has difficulties getting approval inside our system. Um, but then it's really, it's all the social links. So basically, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the list kind of goes on sure, all sure. in a block. And then the last piece, um, is, or the last two pieces is YouTube video. We use YouTube exclusively just from a pass-through licensing perspective. So when a festival wants that whole chunk of Mazooka data, they really want to try and drive people on the bottom half of the lineup for people to show up earlier. Video is really key. So we do YouTube video and then um, biography. Those are the four things. Okay. Intentionally and keep it very simple. Yeah, and it's one image. You don't have like multiple images, right? It's just one, one image, one video, bio, yep. links, done. Exactly. So, so, so let me ask you the the big question every artist is going to have: How much does it cost for an artist to get in and use this? Well, this is the part that artists and songwriters really love because we do have another part of our business that I can talk about. But we decided from day one we would never charge artists to use the system or their managers. So it doesn't matter if it's you two, Adele, or the band. The three of us started six months ago. There's absolutely no cost to use the system. So we have sort of two focuses from a monetization perspective. Our downstream partners that get a lot of value out of this, they don't have to constantly field phone calls, getting screamed at, change that image that's incorrect, et cetera. We charge them to get access to the data. Um, and then the other part of our business, um, which is probably my favorite part just in terms of, uh, you know, kind of giving back to the community, if you will, and then it uh, is helping us drive uh, revenue is because of the data that we capture from all of our major ticketing partners, festivals, conferences that we work with, we know exactly when and where people play live music. And so we've now started to partner with performing red organizations around the world. And we've created a very simple tool where you can come into our system. Yes, you can do your asset management side, but you can put in, you know, your PRO ID. We can suck over the compositions that you have registered as a, a songwriter, including maybe some covers that you've done. And now what we do is we ping you after the event has happened and say, hey, we know you played, you know, Bowery Ballroom last night. Or you played the Horseshoe Tavern in Toronto. You know, we know you were the headliner. We know that there was a support act, which means we can ping them as well. We know the price of the ticket. We know all this pertinent data that organizations like BMI, SOCAN, Buma, Stemra, et cetera, need. Um, and within a matter of seconds, because we validated that the show has happened, we can basically send all of that data off. And so what we're doing is we're actually charging the PROs a percentage of the dollars that we help distribute. But the great news is that percentage is considerably lower than the admin costs for what they're doing today. And most will know in the industry, especially in the US, uh, less than 10% of collected live performance dollars actually properly get distributed to the songwriters whose songs were actually performed. Uh, and it's a global problem. It's a, it's a problem in the US, it's a problem in Canada, all over Europe, Australia, New Zealand, and even in Asia and South America, some of these emerging markets where PROs are actually starting to do their job. So for us, it's, um, it's just like the asset management side of our business. The more people that actually use that system creates a real compounding effect in terms of the value that we can deliver. Because sure. if I'm a Canadian you know, act and I'm playing in New York City, 
Um, and maybe some of the songs that I'm doing are actually co-writes I did with somebody in England. Well, Mazuka can actually send that data off to ASCAP, BMI, CSAC, who are actually collecting the money. We can send it to SOCAN, who's collecting it predominantly for me as the songwriter. Mm-hmm. And then we can send it off to PRS in the UK because they too are getting that data and there is money that they need to collect. Well, let me so, ask you this. So for to to participate in that, as an artist, I'm touring, I'm playing live, I would and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would, I would register with Mazuka, submit, all I would have to do basically is submit my playlist and what I have, you know, my playlist meaning my set list and would I have to submit publishing splits or would I just submit the, the tracks? How would that you know, work? Yeah, that's a good question. So I'll actually, I'll, I'll walk you through exactly what we've done with SOCAN, the Canadian PRO. So if I come in to Mazuka, all I have to do is put in my seven digit SOCAN ID. Our system's connected to their database, and we basically pull over all of those compositions, including our system has the ability to search for covers. Right. Mazuka itself, we've connected their registered work ID to what that display looks like. So if I'm actually going in and saying, I played Stairway to Heaven last night, well, that has a works ID inside of SOCAN's database. That's what we push off to them. We don't need to know the splits or any of that stuff because that's all tied to It's on to the back work. end. Yeah, that's either the, the individual PRO's ID or it's the ISWC code that's been generated sort of globally. So we keep it incredibly simple on our end. And really what happens is, yeah, artist comes in, puts in their seven-digit SOCAN ID, then you go and play live shows. And because we're aggregating data from every Ticketmaster property, Eventbrite, you know, the Show Clicks network, we basically just ping you after an event has happened and say, hey, we know you played a show last night at Bowery Ballroom or the Horseshoe Tavern or whatever. Um, click here to submit your set list. And you, 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 I'm sorry, you just mentioned an ISWC. Is that like a just a global ISRC code? Yeah. Is that different? Yeah, it's not, it's it, it's the one that's registered more to the performance rather than the individual song. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So, Thanks. and that's that's the one that's been issued to every PRO in the world. So, there's an organization called CISAC. S I, uh, sorry, C I S A C. Um, and they've basically, you think of them almost like the PRO for PROs, but it's really more of a data thing. They've kind of distributed and said, this is this, you know, global ISWC code and basically everybody in the industry uses it. So it allows us to keep this, the, the process very simple on our end. And then again, you just go in, click on the songs that you played, or we even have a feature. It's like use last set list, or you can even build a tour. So if you're going to play the same 15 songs on your 2019, you know, spring tour, you get, you get a notification from us. We've actually built a really cool Facebook Messenger bot. We're going to be a, a launching an SMS bot. So you literally, after the show, will just get a, a little you know, iMessage from us and just go, yep, that's right. We played the same set list as the last one, and then the whole thing's done. So instead of it taking 25 to 30 minutes to do that as an artist or manager, and then more importantly, the PRO having to spend all this time going, did it actually happen? One of the major US PROs, I won't say who brought up, uh, basically broke up like a fairly major prison operation where they were faking thousands and thousands of shows. And I don't know how much oh money these guys God. end up. And, and now that I kind of really understand it, it wouldn't be that complicated <laughs> to pull that off. Clearly. So they really like what we're doing on this end because, again, it's really about validation. I'd say the core yeah. thing we do on this, trackable. We, we connect everybody. And that's how the asset management side really ties into the set list reporting side. Because I know that this is Adele, and I know this is her official team, and we've connected that inside of Ticketmaster's database, and that's kind of how we bring everything together. And we just confirm, yes, she did play Madison Square Garden. She's a terrible example because they'd be able to figure that out quickly, but smaller acts in specific, um, it's, it's really, really simple for them to do it. So, Awesome. 
Yeah. That's that's super cool. So it sounds like the business is kind of two businesses in one, correct? It's kind of an asset management, aggregation, service thing, and then also on the you know performance side. Yeah, the set list reporting side, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We really have we have two sides of our business. They're very separate in a lot of ways. But if we didn't have the asset management side where we're sort of validating everybody who's who they say they are, um, and then the data that we're providing to ticketing companies, it would actually be very difficult for us to globally facilitate the distribution of live performance dollars via set list reporting. And that's free. The playlisting side is also free f- for, artists for and managers. the artist and manager, mm-hmm. just yep. like the asset side is. You got it. Yep, absolutely. Wow, fantastic. Yeah. So the, the exciting part for us is that we, you know, we're, we're getting more money in the hands of songwriters. And while we're doing that, even though we can actually generate very meaningful revenue as an organization, we're actually creating a net increase to songwriters. And that's, if you can create a win-win in that end of things, it certainly makes us feel good. This is awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's really a no-brainer for artists. I mean, the first thing is, guys, it, it doesn't cost you. Right. Uh, you know, that's, that's the first thing an artist is going to be like, oh, 10 bucks? I'm not Probably doing that. Lives easier too. <laughs> it, it amazes me how many tech companies get into this world and they do that. I I just talked to enough people and they were like, yeah, whatever you do, just don't try, find a better way to monetize because these people have no damn money. They have and no like, they have no money and they're all I mean, they already are literally being nickeled and dimed to death. Constantly. There are so many services that they're paying five bucks a month, ten bucks, yeah. fifteen, yeah. twenty bucks. Individually, it doesn't sound like a lot, but yeah, it, it all adds up. At the end of the month, somebody's going, my God, as a band, we're spending $500 a month to do what? Yeah, um, no kidding. You know, yeah. it's great. So you're, you're, you're pulling the revenue in from the big partners who want this data. Mm-hmm. It, it saves them time and money. So yep. that, that's, that's awesome that you can, you can approach it that way. Yeah, um, cool. where, where can artists – well, okay. You forgot to tell us, where did the name right. Mazooka come from? All right. So it is it is just mazooka.com. So it's M-U-Z-O-O-K-A.com. Uh, um, where did the name come from? So it's kind of a, a goofy story. I was hell-bent on getting a .com when I incorporated the company. I'm still one of those guys. And um, went through a very long, exhaustive process. First, I kind of tried the whole like Zappo shoe company thing, which I think is sort of a play on the Spanish word for shoes. Mm-hmm. And I was like trying every possible like 26 letter alphabet language. And, and everything's to, taken, right? Yeah. Any cool, like even just a generic like instrument and whatever. I couldn't find anything. So after spending a, t- a period of time that I'm embarrassed to say, I in, in sort of frustration typed into Google. I was like made up names or something like that. <laughs> and amazingly, the second search result, and I could find this because someone asked me about this not that long ago. And I actually found that somebody at the time had gone through like all 26 seasons of the cartoon The Simpsons. And they had al- they had basically put in alphabetical order every word that was in their script that wasn't in Webster's dictionary. I don't know why they did this, but they Somebody's did. Somebody's got a lot of free time. <laughs> and if you go to the if you go to the top right underneath B was Bag Zuka, B-A-G Zuka. And I guess Bart or somebody had this like bazooka they would shoot bean bags. And people that are listening are going to think I'm crazy. But as soon as I saw that, I was like, I wonder if there's a play on like music and like bazooka. And sure enough, <laughs> M-U-Z-O-O-K-A was available. So it's a silly name. but That's uh, awesome, though. That's, it's, it's, that's it's, a, it's amazing in this day and age how people come up with company names. Because, yeah, you know, it's hard. That, it, it, it's, it's hard. I mean, you know, I'll even advise bands. It's like, you know, 
before you <laughs> set on your band name, go hit go hit Google and GoDaddy and see oh what's God. available because that band name might be impossible for you to do anything with. It's and true. you're going to have to come up your with... Your name might be impossible to do anything with. Your name could be gone. Yeah. And, and it's just oh, interesting God. the processes people go through to... Absolutely. Or even just to find it in Google, like don't pick such a common name because when people try to Google it, you could be on page four because you've picked something that's connected to like NASA or something. Well, I, a, good, <laughs> a, good, a good example was yesterday a friend of mine played me this song by this band. It was really good. The name of the band was Office. Oh, God. Thinking, I, oh, I, I was going to say, God. I've told this story before, <laughs> but I... I there was a band that that I did a little consulting with many years ago, and the band's name was Kids. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Kids, K I D S. And I was just like, I told them, I'm search- like, you know, I hate to be this person, but you gotta change your name Seriously. because you try googling just Kids. Exactly. And and then a lot of times, if if that doesn't work, you can get away by saying the band name and music, or the band name and band. Right. Or official. All right, Go- Google kids music, kids band. <laughs> <laughs> it's not <Yeah>. any better. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty bad one. You just made it worse. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Great. Well, that that's super great. You know, Sean, I, I think this is, is really something that you're on to kind of a pain point. You're on to solving a problem. A lot of folks in, in the music business, they create solutions to things that aren't really problems. And this is something that, like Michael had mentioned, literally every day I run into a problem where a venue is calling me or a manager or an artist saying, oh, these guys are using the wrong image or, or, or I need an image or where did this come from? And this is just, it's like a godsend. You know, it's one central place that I control, right? You know, it's not like some of these other aggregators where you can send them your bio and maybe they'll rewrite it. You can send them the image and hope that it gets ingested, but this way you're kind of in the driver's seat. So I can't wait to try it out. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I think one of the, one of the reasons that I think we've had some success and, you know, knock on wood will continue is we're not building a public brand at all. So anytime we do this integration, there's no Mazooka logo sitting anywhere. We, you know, consumers will probably never know that this data is coming from Mazooka. And so just being that kind of central company that's not owned by a ticketing company or whatever, we're just those guys sitting in the middle um, and we're kind of providing that data. And it's the same thing on the, on the performing red organization side. Even when you go and submit using you know, our Facebook Messenger bot, for example, when you're done, there'll be a logo that'll pop up and say, so can, or, you know, eventually, you know, the other, you know, U.S. societies. And it actually kind of looks and feels like you just reported directly to them, even though you're actually having a conversation with Mazuka. So we really go out of our way uh, to make it really a white label experience and let industry people use that data as they need to. Yeah, it'd still be kind of cool to have a Mazuka t-shirt, though, so you could tell the story about how you found the Damn, name. I should go. I've got a couple in here. If I was smart, I wouldn't be. This is my friend. There you go. There yeah, you go. You'd be wearing the Mazuka yeah, t-shirt. I'll wearing the Mazuka t-shirt. I'll send you guys one though for sure. All right. There you yeah. go. Well, tell people where where they can find out more about both sides: the asset management, the set list report, everything about Mazuka and and you. I mean, how can people kind of uh, if find they've out got more? questions, how to how, yeah. how can they reach out to you as well? Yeah, 100%. So uh, first and foremost, mazooka.com, so M-U-Z-O-O-K-A.com. We have both parts of our business on there, and it's sort of right at the top. It goes into the asset management side and set list reporting. So all that pertinent information is there. Um, I'm on Twitter at uh, same uh, name, S-H-A-W-N-W-E-I. 
Um, so that's my that's my handle there. And if you guys have direct questions, um, you can basically reach out on our website. We have a contact form, and feel free to hit me up via email. So it's Sean S H A W N at mazuka.com. Looking forward to hearing any feedback. And you know, Great. one of the ways that we've kind of evolved into this and solved these two really large problems, and the way that we're getting better at what we do um, is by getting candid feedback. And so we're always interested in folks telling us what they don't like about the system. We'll figure out what you do like as you continue to use it. So it, that, that's really important to us as we continue to evolve. All right. This yeah. is awesome. And thank you, great Sean. Great conversation, yeah, Sean. Thanks, thanks for joining us today, man. Thanks. Have, have a great holiday. holiday. Yeah, yeah happy holidays, care, buddy. All Take right, care. Sure. Thanks, guys. Very cool. I'm definitely going yeah. to um, jump in and set up a couple of my artists and see, yeah. how, see, see how this whole thing works and see how we can start pushing out you know, the right data to people and making it available. Yeah. yeah. And if anybody is watching or listening and, and you do the same thing, I, I'd love to hear, you know, how your experience is. I'm, I'm also kind of intrigued by this whole, you know, the set list reporting, you know, um, that's really interesting too for our touring artists. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's not an area that I, I've personally gotten involved with, with, artists because that usually falls on management or some somebody who's out there who's dealing with it but uh that's an interesting yeah other side of the business because yeah. initially you'd look at it and go what do these two things have to do with each other there's no connection well the connection is behind the scenes right it's the data that right. they're gathering yeah and like sean said this isn't about mazooka this is really about helping the artists and uh, I think it's great that it's no cost yep. uh, to you as the artist to use these services. Kudos to yep. them for that. Yep. So, yep. So awesome. go 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 check out Mazuka. Let us know what you think. And yeah. uh, while you're checking out stuff, head over to iTunes. Leave us a review and a rating for the podcast. We love Please. to uh, see what you have to say. And that's it. All right. Until, Happy holidays. until we think next week, we'll figure out if we're here. Yeah, we'll figure out we'll, something. We'll, 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 we'll probably tuned. be around. Happy holidays, yeah. everybody. And again, thank you, HypeBot, for everything for this past Thanks, year. Bruce. And we'll see you guys soon.